Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. happy day. I hope you are enjoying life. You're able to, you know, grow, love all the things that it's happening. Um, That's why I'm so excited to talk about mindset today. And really with all that is going on in our world right now and all the uncertainty and all the overwhelm and thoughts that we're having, I think having conversations about mindset are empowering and incredible and life-changing. So are you ready? I want to talk to you about the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, and really even how to understand mindset in the um, context of this cognitive behavioral approach that I teach. And I also wanna talk about how to harm motivation Um, And also how to use a growth mindset in your parenting, in your personal goals, in your professional life, um, and really how to change your mind and how to use the growth mindset to overcome any obstacle. I'm going to be talking about parenting. I'm going to be talking about your growing a business or being a great employee. I'm also going to be talking about um, really working on your goals. So this podcast really is for everyone. This is mindset for all ages. It doesn't matter. The work's the same. What we do is the same. And I often find mindset as really like this buzzword that people are using and don't actually understand. Um, and, And my work in this area is driven by some incredible researchers uh, that I want to talk about today. And I hope, like you've heard about Dr. Carol Dweck, you've maybe read her groundbreaking book, Mindset, the New Psychology of Success, really um, getting to know this. But so often I'm finding people have never even heard of her or her work. And I'm like, ah, it's life changing. And also you're kind of teaching it wrong. Like some of the people out there. So I want to talk about that. Um, So you, so I believe it was like, I can't remember, maybe 2003, 2004, why I can't remember it's all a blur, right? I was in graduate school and my dearest mentor, Dr. Dan Bernstein, um, who was uh, in charge of the Center for Teaching Excellence at my university, wrote a book previously on gender and motivation. This is life-changing. This idea of how we motivate behavior change, but really like how our brains are set up to understand motivation, right? So, So like when I got to hear Dr. Carol Dweck speak, it was a natural fit to the work that like the contributions that I had um, seen uh, Dan Bernstein making and the world, like his, his reflections on psychology and his impact on my life. And her talk was eye-opening, yes, but I didn't have enough of her research to change the trajectory of my career. Um, and then in 2007, after I was out of graduate school, her book 
came out and I was like, what in the sweet, sassy, molassy? So, so you should understand that up until this time, I decided that I wasn't intelligent. I remember calling my mom after I took the GRE and I was like, it's true. I am mediocre. I have no intelligence. What I don't factor in is that there are all different types of intelligences um, and like having a learning difference. So dyslexia, ADHD made me, as we now learn from Dr. Dweck's book, like work harder than everybody else because I knew I had to. But when you take standardized testings, it puts you into this box. That's it. So when you can start and begin to understand. And of course, my mentors told me this all throughout my undergrad and graduate school um, when I had that crisis of confidence that I think we all do at some point in our lives. But, but I had people saying, no, no, there's so much more to life than how you test. But oftentimes we've made decisions about what we can do in our life and what we can't do based on how well of a tester we are or how well like we we saw ourselves as limited in school and so we're like well I can't do this I can't do this I can't do this and I'm here to tell you and Dr. Dweck's here to tell you and Dr. Dan Bernstein's here to tell you that that is not the case when you recognize that you are are able to produce you are able to be you are able to exist regardless of what any number, anything, any, any like external conversation about your worth is what it looks like. Like that will change your life when you no longer have to be like, this is just the way it is. I'm just kind of a ding dong at math. I don't like numbers. Wait a minute. We can change that. Now you can decide that you don't want to do math. You can hire that out. Great. But you don't get to say, I was always bad at math in school. Therefore, I'm, I'm going to forever be bad at math. Here's the deal. If you listen to any of my other podcasts, you can rewire your brain. You can change your brain. You can learn. Newsflash. But it is the thoughts, the mindset that like the thoughts you have about your experience that shape how you feel, your emotions, and shape what you are seeing, like the actions you take. Do you study? Do you try hard? Do you not try hard? And the results you get. So what I've done is I've married um, Dr. Dweck's mindset work to cognitive behavioral interventions, that tear process that I've created and teach. And I can show you how it works. I love this. So, um, you know, it's so funny when we read this book and, and I think oftentimes we need to be ready to hear this information. So I was out of graduate school, 2000, like I could finally read the book without all of these other messages in my brain. And that's what happens. I know with, with clients, sometimes we can't hear it, but the next week I may tell you, and it might be that light bulb moment. So I don't want you to say like, this doesn't work for me. This is not what I need because you recognize you, when you are ready, you are ready. When it is time, it is time. 
So I want you to notice all the times that you haven't been ready, right? But the teaching hits you. And you're like, whoa, didn't see it. And Dr. Dweck's book, like, this changed my life. It's changed the way I was an educational therapist. It's changed the way I raised my kids. It changes the way I interact on my podcast. It's changed my coaching. It's in everything I do. And I want to offer some insights to her book, to you, from her book to you here, right? Because I've been blown away um, by her comfort, like just her commitment and her contribution to this work. And I want you to know that sometimes we have to go back to the source, back to the basics, and not listen to other people that don't necessarily uh, know fully her work and her explanations and have taken a teaching on a teaching on a teaching. And so I really want you to understand. And in Dr. Dweck's book, she really takes us on a journey, right? And really examines how people deal with failure, how she's dealt with failure when she was in grade school. And this is really hard for me to talk about um, because this happened to me. And I think I'm very, well, we'll just get into it, right? Um, They were lined up. um, They set them in order of an intelligence, an IQ. And so they were, were rewarded for having the highest IQ, not and, and for being the smartest, not for being the most hardworking. And and side note, I find that this still happens in schools. It happened in my son's uh, son's school, private school, and I was floored, flabbergasted. I mean, like all the things. Like, wait, we know so much more, and you claim you embrace the growth mindset, but do you fully understand it? And have you really looked at the research around what happens when we reward like great testing versus like hard work and what that looks like? Okay, so, and and really understanding all of this. And we note um, that like some students love a challenge, some students shy away from challenges. And I see it with adults too. And I can pretty much guarantee what, uh, an adult's childhood looked like um, based on this this groundbreaking uh, research. And so if you believe that you are were are highly intelligent and you believe that you're very smart, it would tend to reason that you would want challenges, right? Like you can figure it out and that you would want to use like all of this great, these great cognitive resources on on hard classes and complex texts. And what we are actually seeing is these students, these kids, these adults shy away from being challenged because they don't want to take that label away of being smart or being like being very good at a subject matter. And so if you also, this is fascinating because my son was like, can you just tell me my IQ right now? Last night, he was like, I need to know, could you just tell dad, could you just blink three times if I have IQ? And I'm like, where is this coming from? We do not, like, we're 
all in on the growth mindset, but it's fascinating to see the way his brain is evolving. So, so I want you um, to think about if you were labeled with a high IQ or a low IQ, you don't necessarily want to try, right? Like if you have a high IQ and, and when you have a challenge that you don't think you can complete, um, you, you, you might get it wrong or that like something will happen along the way and you can't be perfect at it and you can't be the top of the top. And, and, and that is disorienting and that creates that cognitive dissonance where you might not be as smart as the test tells you or someone else tells you or you were rewarded. I want you to think about all the ways that you have been rewarded, the, all the ways that you look to be rewarded. Is it through intelligence? Is it through um, like performance? And, and what are those beliefs that you've been telling yourself time and time again about who you are? Like, were you the not smart kid in the class who had a learning difference? Were you just average in the class? Did, did your teachers tell you that you were never able to get ahead? You know, I, I've talked about it publicly before. Henry has numerous learning differences. I mean, it's genetic, right? So we, we had expected that. But this year, his teachers started to shame him for that. And I was floored that um, this happens in, in our world today. He was at, even at a private, not that it matters, right? But like this school said, we are, we support learning differences. And I have emails from teachers that were like, you don't want to feel crummy on top of a coronavirus and get bad grades. They're saying this to 11 year old we're homeschooling, FYI, if you're wondering. Okay, so so if you, you um, Carol found that, like with a fixed mindset, I, I guess I should have given a definition. It's a fixed theory of intelligence, right? So that success is based on innate ability. You get it? It's what you, like, it's what you've been given in life and you see it as fixed. And like, it comes with a fear of failure. Like you don't want to try anything that challenges your idea of your intelligence. Um, and I also say that like with this fixed mindset also comes this idea of entitlement, which I plan to do a podcast on. But really we get to adulthood and we expect because things have always come easily that everything will be easy. And that if something is hard or challenging that we give up, we see that in marriages, we see that in in the way we live our lives and diets and following life changes. We're like, this is too hard. I'm so, I have this fixed theory of who I am and what I can achieve and success that we're like, we're out. This is too hard. And so I often see parents who shield their children from challenges because they think that's the right thing to do. And when in fact, it's the, ex it's, harming them. That's, I, we know that's why like anxiety levels are through the roof in, in that, um, adolescence, um, early child, early adulthood ages because of the way that we've been. Now this is not to blame. This is not to shame. I have, um, a sweet little guy with anxiety and I have my own story of anxiety. So I'm not Please do not do not hear that as shame or blame, because that comes from this different 
brain and different way of processing. And when you're in an environment that says your way is wrong and you need to get to this right way, that's when that anxiety happens. So I don't want you to think that that, but the opposite of the fixed mindset is really this growth mindset. This is the mindset based on hard work, learning, training, doggedness. You can rewire your brain. You can change your brain to change your life. You're going to sit with your feelings. You're going to sit with your overwhelm. You're going to change your thoughts and knowing that you can do it. You can get a result that you want by, by focusing your mind. And so it's really willing to try challenges, to try new, new thoughts on, because we know that the process of doing the challenge, the process of, of going through and, and figuring it out will make us more capable, more confident, more like more uh, present. And so I really want you to think about those two mindsets, the fixed I'm as smart as I'll ever be right now. And I can't do anything with it. I'm as talented. Like these are the skills I was, I was given. Uh, I, I know what I'm capable of based on my past. And so you're stuck. There's no reason to try new things. There's no reason. You can't teach a dog new tricks. And because I'm as smart as I'll need to be or ever be, I'm not going to increase trying. I'm not going to try new things. I'm not going to do that. Working hard doesn't serve me. And so when we look at the growth mindset, it's the people that come to coaching, believing that they can get better or smarter or stronger or better prepared or more confident or more courageous. I believe courage lives in a growth mindset. And so I really want you to think about that. All of the scientific support that Carol Dweck puts in her book and shows and pr proves it's true that our brains are adaptable, that our IQ is not fixed, that we continually make ourselves smarter and more capable. And so I think it's fascinating that like we still are doing this in our schools. We have not changed. And even schools that say that they're like doing the growth, they're, they're embracing the growth mindset, they are in fact not. And, and Carol talks a lot about this in the book. We have opportunities for growth about like the, the level of competence and completion skyrockets when we understand how to create growth mindsets. Oh my gosh, some of the, the schools she talks about, like we have this in our house. Um, we have the power of yet. It's, it's a quote we have downstairs and we're like, it hasn't happened yet. We haven't figured it out yet. And I'll often say and, and note that in my clients' talk, they're like, I, I, I'm not there yet, but I will be. And there's such power in that. And there's Carol, uh, Dr. Dweck talks about a school where they, they don't give out, you know, they give out not yet. Oh my gosh. And like, this is all life. You like, you're not yet there. So this is how you revise. This is how you review. This is how we run businesses. We don't say like mm, that, that didn't work. That webinar didn't convert those. Like I am not getting the clients. I, I get those with the fixed theory would be like, it's not meant to be, it's not happening. And those with a growth mindset are so able to say, 
it's not yet. I just need to figure it out. And here's the deal. I can figure it out. I'm smart, right? I'm smart enough. I'm great enough. I can get this to work. So I really want you to think about all of those things and all of those messages you carry around, all those limiting beliefs, all those automatic negative thoughts you carry about your fixed or, or like fixed theory and fixed mindset that you were given in school from a young age. When we fail, we see that as an F in our life as adults. We often, like I talk about this, like I talk about failure so much. And you know, I will do a podcast just on failure because it is like when we see, when we change, when we have this growth mindset, and I want to be clear here that a growth mindset are your thoughts about your ability, your thoughts about who you are, your thoughts about what you're able to do. It's your thoughts and emotions about the results you can get, about the actions you can take. And so when you start changing your relationship with failure, like, ah, I can figure it out. We see products, we see results, and we're like, I'll get there. Not that this failed. My, my, uh, I put, posted something on social media and no one wanted to sign up. Fixed mindset tells us like, I'm either smart or I'm not smart. And, and when we think about that growth mindset, it's like, I'm training, I'm rewiring my brain, I'm creating new neural pathways, I'm getting smarter with practice. It gives us control. It gives us our control back. And that is like so powerful. We can control our ability. We can control our success. It like our thoughts about our potential not being rooted in what people have told us makes us Our thought of that causes us to feel the emotion of empowered, of like, I can do this. I'm committed. I'm engaged. I'm excited. And I, you guys, I just want you to think about like the disconnect too between messages you receive in specific areas of your life and messages you might receive in other areas. So I I use my child as an example. He is so, like, we give him all the messages of a growth mindset at home. And we have to always, always do that. And then we also have uh, the school dynamic. And so really mediating that for him and helping him see that. But it wasn't until the later grades that it became clear to us what where where this disconnect was and I want you to think about it in your life you might be really great at one thing your business and be struggling in your family life or vice versa and where is that like what what mindset like how do you hold on to thoughts that will fuel good feelings to fuel empowered action And so really understanding that and and living with that. And you guys know, I also love to talk about Sir Ken Robinson's book, You, Your Child, and Your School. Well, why can't I remember? Anywho, I heard him speak um, and he is incredible. If you're ever thinking like, 
I want to think about school and, and, and what it means and how we're teaching. It's a great book. Um, and then I also want to say one of the other things that Carol Dweck tells us is that when we're giving feedback to our children, employees, people like our, our peers, our colleagues, our husbands, instead of saying, you're really smart and attributing success to smart, like you are so intelligent. Um, it's more powerful to say like, gosh, you're working really hard. You're trying really hard. I can see that you're like working to figure this out. We also believe that they can figure this out. We're not just going to give them the answer and take away the practice of believing that they can do it. And here's what harms motivation, praising intelligence, hands down. Oh, you got an A. Like never do, do we try to, and no one tries to do this. I know that. But, but when we are like, you're so smart, you're so smart, um, like, this is what you're doing. Like, there's no need to, to try hard. Like, we're just rewarding good performance versus working hard. And um, uh, Carol says, I think you, sh Dr. Dweck says, I think you should engage with your errors. Most, and it's like, like being with our failure, being present to that, being okay with that. Like most of us avoid it at all cost. It's like, we're like, ah, I'm not going to do it. I was fascinated that I was watching the Today Show. This is a couple years ago. There was a woman who sent out, a, wanted to get a hundred rejections for her rejection letters for her book. Could you imagine the thought work that needed and like the emotional work that needed to go into being able to be like, I'm, my action is to engage with my errors. I got this. And, and really, it's this learning process. And I, 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 it's incredible to me. And we don't get one shot at life. We don't get one shot at our business. We don't get one shot at, um, at like performing like at our book. It was so fascinating. I was very nervous about a presentation that I was making. And I, I, I always try to model like how I think about my feelings, my emotions, how I think about things and how I feel about things for the boys age appropriately, of course. Right. But so that they can understand and see this process. So I was like, oh, boys, I'm pretty nervous about my presentation today. And Henry says, well, do you just get this one chance to present? And I was like, no, I bet I could go back and present again. And he, like, Henry's schooling me. Like, you don't just get one shot, folks. You don't just get one application to TED. You can apply and apply and apply. So I really want you to think about that. And so when you have the thought, like, we're going to keep going. We're going to learn. We're going to do. And if we give our kids that, if we give the people around us that, um, I like I, we we have so much more in our lives, and it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful to see, and I want you to think about the mistakes you've made in your life up till now. And I have this idea that um, we've made mistakes and not got the results we want just because our thoughts and emotions weren't at the right spot. 
And when we change that, we change our life, right? So we're just changing this work, we're just changing our understanding. How many times though, have we told ourselves that we're not smart enough to do something? We have to be smarter than that. We have to have better education. We don't know how to run a business. We don't have the right tools yet. You've got you've to take more courses. You have to be smarter to be a coach and a, a, a parent. Whatever it is that you're telling yourself about your intelligence levels, it's a lie. It's a total lie, sweet friend. It's really about the work you put into it and training your brain. And yes, training your prefrontal cortex to work, work. That was a um, uh, Hamilton reference, work, work. I can't sing. And Theo sings that. Um, and he does not like when I sing it because it is not as, uh, as wonderful as a voice as the cast from Hamilton. Um, and so I want you to think about this. And I want you to think about the thoughts you've been telling yourself about your, your abilities, your intelligence, how things are fixed, how things aren't fixed. What do you need to let go of? What is happening now? What do you need to let go of to live the life of your dreams? What is it? What are those limiting beliefs? Beliefs are just thought we practiced over and over and over again. What do you need to let go of? And I'm going to leave you with this because I just looked at the time and my 20 minutes is up and more so. Like when you understand that you have the power to change your brain, to change your thoughts, to change your mindset, nothing is out of your reach. Everything is available to you. I want you to know and to believe that this is your reality. And this is, is like, you, this is now your way of looking at life and at yourself and at your children and at the world. Remember, if you need to put it up somewhere, I choose growth. I choose a growth mindset. I'm really recognizing that you are willing to put in the effort, you're willing to put in the time, the difficulty, you are willing to grow. Okay, so you probably, um, I'm gonna put in the show notes some of my favorite Carol Dweck quotes because sweet sassy, I just love her. But, um, oh, okay, I'm gonna, this is what we use um, with Henry because, well, long story short, I, I love this idea of superheroes and. He was really into and still is Greek mythology. Um, and, and so this is one of her quotes. We, ten, we like to think of our champions and idols as superheroes who are born different from us. We don't like to think of them as relatively ordinary people who made themselves extraordinary. And another is no matter what your ability is, effort is what ignites that ability and turns it into accomplishment. Okay, one more. Becoming is better than being. Did I win? Did I lose? Does it matter? These are the wrong questions. I added, it doesn't matter. These are the wrong questions. The correct question is, did I make my best effort? If so, you may be outscored. 
that you will never lose. Oh, sweet friends. I love you all. Thank you so much. Have a great and courageous week. I'll see you next week. See ya. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world, and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really, what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can um, really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica at gmail.com. Thanks so much. See you next week.